welcome to Blue Notes On Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. The whole notion of the open banking initiative here in Australia, clearly it is part of, I think, a broader discussion around an open economy. So whatever ultimately plays out for banking, I think will play out for uh, utilities and telco and other sectors over time. Today, in part two of their discussion, ANZ's Jared Florian and TCS's Chief Operating Officer, NG Subramaniam, chat about data, blockchain and security by design. We hope you enjoy the discussion. I think one of the learnings that as we pick up from organizations who have migrated to cloud, um, cloud initially the per- it is perceived as, okay, I'm going to move my infrastructure. So when people moved infrastructure to the cloud, they believed that, okay, now we've got it as a shareable asset. And uh, there are benefits that they've realized. And then when they move applications to the cloud, then the applications become shareable and there are clearly benefits that you could access their applications from anywhere, anytime, and uh, the whole availability improves. Um, thereafter, you know, the people tell us that, look, okay, now, now that applications have become shareable, now the data has become shareable. And so clearly organizations who have gone through this maturity of cloud, they have seen the shareability of the infrastructure, applications, and data being a great thing. And uh, um, you know, in, in, the, in the whole thing, okay, now beyond the process maturity, now data maturity is becoming very important. So what is your approach to data within ANZ? And um, how are you, what, what kind of uh, initiatives that you're currently embarking on uh, and what technologies do you use? So I think the, the fundamental piece around data, and we saw earlier security by design, I think for most organizations now, having a, a privacy by design mindset is, is pretty important as you start to not only look at your existing in environment, but then also thinking about new applications. So you know, quite simply, whether it's a, a mobile banking app or you're thinking about something for your staff, um, the recognition of not just the app itself, but the data that sits with that is pretty critical. So the way in which we have thought about data, we've clearly set up a chief data officer, we've got people who are responsible for data governance, and we're making sure that that group is looking across our entire estate, not just, I guess, the new environments that we create. I think to the point that you were sort of talking to as far as that journey goes, though, um, the the thought process originally was, well, we'll look at infrastructure, not just for ANZ, but I think more generally, the expectation was that you go to cloud because it's cheaper. Um, maybe, maybe not. Depends on the workload, depends on whether we're, again, back in the test and dev or production environment. Depends on a range of things that will impact that discussion. For us, the primary reason that we're looking at cloud, and this flows through to the data part of the discussion as well, is around agility. We know that the time it takes, whether it's around provisioning, whether it's around multiple environments and complexity because of multiple test cases, whether it's um, the ability to make use of some of the PaaS services that are now being embedded into the various offerings from some of the major cloud providers, we know that by embracing cloud, uh, we will be able to increase our, our ability to adapt and the speed with which we can move. Great, and I think now I'll move into the ecosystem play. Um, of course, there's an Australian regulation on uh, open banking, right? Uh, how are you approaching this open banking and then the whole uh, APIification? 
And in that context, plus, again, I'll come back to the artificial intelligence and analytics and mass personalization. How do you see banking, the future of banking, per se, with, in the context of open banking? Look, I think uh, the, the whole notion of the open banking initiative here in Australia, clearly it is uh, part of, I think, a broader discussion around an open economy. Um, so whatever ultimately plays out for banking, I think will play out for uh, utilities and telco and other sectors over time. I think that it comes back to where this discussion started, which is around the customer experience. As a customer, I would like to be able to access my information. I'd like to be able to use that information, whether it's getting on top of my money or whether it's manage managing my digital spend with different telcos. I'd like to be able to do that in a far more, um, I guess, on my terms way. So as a result of that, you get to a position that says, I would like access to my data, I'd like access to my information. And so the direction that we are going when it comes to open banking makes sense. There is, to some of the questions you were asking earlier, clearly challenges for the industry to work through because as you start to make these moves, as people are also realising as we go through some of this overseas, that sometimes a couple of those moves can have um, perhaps the outcome that was coming wasn't quite as expected. And so how do you continue to learn? How do you work together with all of the groups to make sure that the decisions that we make will set ourselves up for the long term? The direction is absolutely one that makes, makes total sense, and I think as a consumer, um, it's certainly something that, uh, it's something that I'm looking for in the services that I can, can have. I know that, you know, ANZ tried some blockchain pilots, especially in the area of insurance and uh, trade. Mm. Um, any insights that you can share on? Yeah, look, I think sometimes people can say it's a little bit of a, uh, a solution looking for a problem. Um, there are definitely use cases. Our best use case has been around uh, bank guarantees. We've done some work with, uh, with Westpac and IBM and Westfield to look at how do we do a better job for particularly in the case of Westfield tenants um, and, and that process of bank guarantees and releasing funds. I think one of the things that, uh, and I'm certainly not a blockchain expert, one of the things I look at when I look at the examples that are starting to get traction in banking and elsewhere, um, if the solution that, or the problem that you're trying to address involves multiple parties, involves trust, involves a lack of a clear central authority, then there's a role for blockchain to play. And the bank guarantees a perfect example where there's multiple parties, paper circulating around, but there's no central figure. Um, in the world of banking, some people say is blockchain the end of SWIFT? And the reality is SWIFT is doing a job today. And so there is a central figure, and the likelihood that the blockchain is going to replace that overnight is unlikely, I think. Um, we'll, we'll see. But the, the point there is to say blockchain technology has a real, I think, a huge opportunity to play. It was interesting listening to Steve's comments before. At a deep down level, I don't try and make long-term predictions, but this is possibly <laughs> breaking the rule slightly. I do think that ultimately this technology will be as significant as, as something as simple as IP addressing as far as how we move information around, how we, in the case of money, eventually get to programmable money at some point. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes On Air. Blue Notes On Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod.